This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 year older, 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1 800 889 What is up? Welcome to episode number 407 of On the Corner of the Official Pitcherlist.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined as always by Mr. Neck Pain himself. Nick, how you doing? What is happening? Why am I neck pain today? Because it's so hard to look up at the Orioles and those ALE wow. standings. You know, of all, of all the things you could do today, uh, you might. <laughs> <laughs> you might not notice today. Uh, this is a really special one. Uh-huh. Um, Fast came out with a major, major announcement today. Yeah. And I am just so fortunate to be doing this in the murder room <laughs> with Alex Fast. This is oh. such a joy. It's been it's been years. It's been years. Since we've done this in person. It's, since we've done it in person in here. We yeah. didn't want it like first pitch, but you're right. In right. here, it's been It's at way least different. I, I made this beautiful setup. He calls in the murder room with all the sound cancellation. I actually got an AC unit finally that That's- is quiet. Oh, that's... He didn't have that before. We had to turn it off. I wouldn't have taken the job. I didn't know that you were going to be doing this. <laughs> there you go. But uh, I, it's, it's a it's a bittersweet moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, fast. Why is it bittersweet today? So th- this is the this is the penultimate the penultimate the yeah. penultimate cast that Nick and I are going to be doing together. I'm sadly going to be leaving Petra List because Nick and I got into a huge fight. <laughs> What, what, what was the I, joke that you made? What was it? It was Zelda's middle name. Yeah, the, yeah. The, I didn't change it to Sydney Ponson. How or something. dare you! Know, you just, promised. Yeah, exactly. It's rather bold of me to <laughs> to to put in my two weeks and then come into the murder room. Yeah, right. right? So, if, uh, Kristen, if you're courage. listening to this, if you don't see me, um, no, Nick and I obviously did not get into a big fight. Of course I, not. I will get into the reasons for why a little bit later on. But yes, the penultimate cast. I put out a tweet earlier today, and man, just reading. You know, you had a very very kind uh, uh, retweet oh, of that, of course. Quote tweet and the the, the comments that people have left yeah. are, uh, you know, it's funny because it's like I'm not gonna I'm die, yeah, right? <laughs> like I'm still gonna tweet about baseball, yeah, well, of course, and we're it, still gonna like be texting all the time about oh, everything, yeah. yeah. And I, we'll still be talking plenty. I'll still be coming to the pitcher list meetups, which I can actually do now, yeah, and because I'll, I'll be back. You in know the what's East funny Coast. is we're doing one in September. <laughs> Yeah. On, uh, in L.A. Yeah. I actually said, fast, guess what? Yeah. I'm going to be in L.A. next week. I can't wait. Yeah. Our last podcast together, 
is going to be me in LA in Fast on the East Coast. It's it's beautiful. I can't believe this. It's so I poetic. finally made it. And like, nope, too late. I know. We were so excited because originally Nick was going to come to my place in LA and we're going to do it together. But now I'm going to be back in the East Coast. Yeah. Anyway, it's a whole. But he's big back thing. in the East Coast. It's going to be great. I'm back in the East Coast, which is nice. So I am going to be able to come to a lot of events. But seriously, before we kick off today's cast, man, those were those were so kind. They really. I was just like sitting on the train reading them and. It was, I mean, so many of you are just so many nice things to say. People had podcasts that I'd been on or things that, you know, uh, uh, you know, people are like, oh, you taught me all this stuff. And that's that I don't think like that. Like that was such a that was such a a, a touching thing for for me to read. And for people to take time out of their day to write those comments was so incredibly generous. And, you know, I mean, man, it's been eight years, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, you sent me that email in 2016. 2016. So we've done this cast since July of 2016 together. So yeah, it's been Se- nine years. What seven fast? It's been seven years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like I was going to give you an opportunity to correct from eight, and you went to nine. So my new job is a math job. Yeah, yeah math. Okay, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, but so uh, I, I want to make this very clear, guys. Um, I mean, I've been talking to Fast about uh, this possible transition for a while now, and I could not be more excited for him. It's like taking everything out of me, not to just like shout what he's doing, but because it's the coolest thing. Sure. It's, I mean, I can't think of another position that's just like, oh yeah, duh, that's what you should do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, it's, it's obviously, you know, it's bittersweet, sad. This is such a wonderful thing that we have, but uh, also I'm just so proud of you, man. Thank you. I mean, seriously, I remember that wubba lubba dub dub that you sent me in the email (laughs) after I was like, all right, man, show me what you got. And that's what you sent back. And I was like, all right, this might work out. I don't know. A little weird. We'll see. A little weird. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. You were the weird one. I was not not me. No, no, no. hundred percent. Absolutely not. But uh, yeah, we've done, um, I mean, this is yeah over 400. Wow. Yeah. I know, man. I know it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts, and yeah, it, it's yeah. You've made uh, you made Pitchless so much more than it would have been without me. No, um, no, no. I say that all the time. Uh, Pitchless is built by strangers, but well, come on, man. I'm VP of Pitchless for ages, and uh, a staple here, a a one of I would say the face of Pitchless at times as well, which is so incredible. I mean, CSW would not be what it is. Without you, Furtree actually in the comments said, who gets custody of CSW, which I think is <laughs> we're, we're incredible. We're doing joint. We're doing yeah. joint custody. This is really special, by the way. This is live streamed. I know you guys can hear it on uh, the podcast, but uh, on playback.tv slash pitchless, sometimes you just have random events like this. I said there was a surprise, and here, here it is, are. baby. Here we are. And Nick, Nick has let me know who the person who's going to be doing on the corner is with him, and you guys are in such good hands. You're going to have a fantastic co-host. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm going to give that, you know, let Nick and, and team do that. But you guys are in such good hands. I obviously, I speak with Nick all the time, and I know what the future plans are for PitcherList, and it's just going to be amazing. It's just going to be amazing to watch it continue to grow. And as Nick knows, there are broadcasters who reach out to me and be like, what was that thing on the PitcherList player page that you showed me to again? Like, remember I said <laughs> you? Of, some of these sects crack me up. Yeah, they're they're. Up. Unbelievable. <laughs> They're like, why is the X location vertical and no. not horizontal on the player pages? But here, here's the thing, guys. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've always joked that Pitcherless, uh, Fast is the Pitcherless Insider. Mm. So now we're now we're screwed. We got nothing. That's we got true. nothing without him now. I can't wait to be sources. <laughs> That's what I can't wait to be. All right, more than one. That is fast. But yeah, I mean, we, we I guess we have a list we got uh, yeah, so to talk about at some job. point. I'm not going to let my penultimate cast get derailed. Okay, I still have to host this podcast for the last Never. two episodes. We okay? might go a little bit longer. On this one actually you have a hard out yeah in an hour so we're good yeah all right all right yeah. we're good come on we got this all right Fine. so here's here's today's theme okay? oh yeah right themes. you might not like it but i actually kind of think it's fun what i because it mixes like, it better be good <laughs> i think it's 
is good. I, you might not like it as much because it is baseball related. It is a little bit more listicle, but uh-huh. still listicle. If you, it's like if you were commissioner, uh-huh. what uh, what are the expansion cities? I need to know the expansion. Oh, cities. you want to know the cities? Yeah, yeah. You're like not put, like the rules because no, you no, know no. me and wild thoughts. Baby. I got that. Oh, I thought of a good wild thought today. No, you didn't. No, Don't did. do this to I me. Did. I swear Fast. to God. No, no it lies. Was, no lies. It was based off of. A, no. It was based off of. We're no. gonna go. We're gonna bring no. the Nick and Alex baseball not a show chance. back for a second. It's based not off a of a sub. You can't get it out. You can't get it. No, it is. I got it. Doesn't, it doesn't exist. A Reddit user's comment about Jorge Mateo uh-huh. about the inside the park home run that he hit in Oakland. Yeah. Okay, two runs. If no, not two runs. Every bag you touch after is an additional run. Oh, you keep going around the bases. You keep going around the bases, but mm. it's not. Oh, I got all the way around it. It's no, you two. just get back on the base. No, first bases, I it's two runs. Second, I get to second base, it's three runs, and so forth. I would, so I would make it so that you just get like you have a man on base on first and a run. You have a man. On, no, 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 no. You Come just on. keep going. It's you, just a new. The run. incentive is to keep running. Yeah, right? still is. You're advancing to get to the second run. Oh, so you're, wait. So you're saying if he gets to first, he rounds. It's the like bases he resets running from home. It resets running. From uh, like home. He, he scores a run. Mm-hmm. Now he can try and go to first. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You know? can, and then he would stay there. At yeah, first. yeah, stay at first. Yeah, I think it should be he goes to first. I and can't he even let Fast run. have his own wild thought. I need to come <laughs> in and correct it because I just don't believe it's not even yours though. It's, not, it's, it's someone else's. Yeah, oh, okay. User, so you know what? You didn't have a wild thought. Someone else did. No, no, I did. I did. I actually added the embellishment of he, what he was saying. Like, what if he just kept going? He probably could have done it again. And I was like, that's fine. Oh, so, so then you the took it into the wild a, thought. Okay. Go. All right. So the wow, thing, man, though, this is really now I'm getting actually emotional. The things that you're giving me that you never gave me before. Wait till the final cast. Don't do that here. What don't, the final cast theme is going to be? Don't you dare! It's different adult websites for Jeff Zimmerman. Oh my God, Jeff Zimmerman! <laughs> what was that? Was your comment? It wasn't mine, I right? Know. And I didn't know what it was. But I just said that for Jeff. All right, oh, we got to get into this. Today's theme, though, is the cities that you, the expansion cities <laughs> yeah, okay. that you would want to see. All right. Okay, so let's dive in. We're going to go through tier one, one through four here. Uh, no, no movers and shakers here. <laughs> All staying still. Uh, Spencer Strider, Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo, and Kevin Gosman. What's it called? And why is it called? Say it with me, chat. It's Montreal. Yeah, come on! You gotta bring it back to Montreal. All about it. I mean, uh, that's it. That's it's Montreal. Um, Garrett Cole uh, gets pretty lit up by Boston. Uh Really, kind of. I'm not saying tanks his Cy Young chances. He's still probably going to win Cy Young, but tanks the fact that it's a runaway. Sure. Because now he drops below a three ERA, and his ERA is the same as Kyle Bradish. I know you you love that tweet. That's unbelievable. So there was nothing there that you saw from Luis Castillo and Kevin Gosman said, okay, maybe no, 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 no. We've gone through this the entire year. Okay. I was just, just like, quick blow up. Sure, it happens all the time. We have Spencer Strider at one. He has a higher ERA than Cole. Mm. You know, it's a very good point. The slider was not good. It really was not good, and that there you go. But okay, it'll be better next time. Yeah, That's what happens? All right, let's go to tier two then. Zach, this is five through eleven. Uh, Zach Gallon, Tyler Glasnow, Zach Wheeler, Pablo Lopez, Max Scherzer, Blake Snell, Shohei Otani coming in at eleven. What's it called, and why is it called? You know, that? I'm kind of down for the Mexico City. Oh, yeah, that is kind of fun. I think that's a really, really fun one where it's just like, yeah, obviously that would just be a great uh, addition here, just spread out expanse wise. Um, just with the general geography of it, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, there are complications, but also Canada works. So hopefully, we can make that one where we had the uh, the games there too. You have, I think, you would have to dig a huge hole in the ground. Otherwise, that would be the most untenable. Oh yeah, right. That is the uh, yeah, the altitude and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But other and, than that, and I actually remember going down the path of like, well, can't you just dome it? Like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Does not work that way. 
I thought of that once. I was like, I'm sure I'm wrong because Coors would be that. Sure. And like, oh, yes, I am very wrong. Okay, cool. This is why I don't say that. We talk about baseball, not physics. Oh, although sometimes they I mean, do mix. You know, oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. So this like, is what happens, guys. It's been two years since we've been in like, the same room really doing this like yeah. this, you know? Yeah. Ah. Uh, Let's ah. talk about Zach Wheeler. Let's talk about Zach Wheeler. <laughs> yeah. This is so funny to be doing this. Yeah, you know, with an iPad. Yeah, so, you having a good time. Minority Report over there. <laughs> just like closing my eyes and shaking my fingers. Uh, Zach Wheeler doesn't change, right? So yesterday, not the best start, but all of it. Literally all the earned runs he, he gives up happen in the first. Oh, I know. It wasn't that wild? And then it was, it was 20s and one outs after that with three base runners. So I imagine that's, that cool? that's kind of what you were looking yeah, at, right? Yeah, he's fine. Okay, he's fine. I mean, it, look, it, it's it's this point of the season where, especially with the guys up top, like you need to demonstrably be trending down okay. for me to really believe it at this point, right? So yeah, Zach Wheeler is still really good. So then we should also talk about the the cover image. Pablo Lopez, the largest riser oh, in the series, he jumps up two. He, he goes over Max Scherzer as he's now not given up an earned run in three consecutive mm. starts. That's nineteen innings with no earned runs, three walks, and what is that? Twenty two strikeouts. That's unbelievable. So his quality start streak is now what is that? One, two, three, four, five, five consecutive. It's not a math job, guys. He's been absolutely. Cr- I mean that I was adding seven, seven, and eight that quickly is, <laughs> yeah, that is was, wonderful. Uh, for that me. is true. Good job, buddy. I'm He's proud. been crushing it. Why did you decide to make him the cover image today? Uh, Why is he up to? 13 games. Last 13 games of Pablo Lopez. 2.62 ERA, 104 whip, 31% strikeout rate. 82 innings. He's so good. He is so good fast. And it's just nice to see it from earlier on the season when he had a four, like, I think it was a 4.54 four ERA. And I was like, guys, ERA, stop it. And the fact that he now has a 3.5 for the full year kind of shows, okay, he's been so much better than that, right? Mm. Uh, it's a 30% carry, too, from Pablo Lopez as the velocity's held through the entire year. He has, I think, four pitches with a PLV of, like, 5'2", 5'3". He's sixth in the majors in PLV. His ex ERA is 325, according to our ex ERA, which is 12th in the majors. Yeah, Pablo Lopez is really good. And I think in the preseason, we were a little bit worried about the shoulder. Uh, if you remember in previous seasons, he's had that shoulder injury. We didn't we didn't think like, okay, he would be above 140, 150 innings. 153 now for Pablo Lopez, looking as good as ever. Yeah, I love him. Is this like the most even trade in baseball history? Because I remember we got a lot of Arias? people. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people were like, they thought Pablo Lopez was trash. They couldn't believe it. And I was like, what are the... I, Wait, my, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was like, that was nothing for Pablo Lopez. No, the people I read on Twitter were very upset. You got to find Lopez, other people on Twitter. I was like, I, I didn't say anything. So I was like, I'm not getting involved in this. But I was like, Pablo Lopez is, is legit. At first, I went in, obviously, because of a pitcher bias. And I was like, there's not enough you could give up to get Pablo Lopez. There's so much upside, even though he struggles every once in a while there's just so much good there like sure. that's great and then people are like no how can we give away Luis Rice but I mean it's a win-win right yeah sure I mean this is the second time could say it has been Jazz Chisholm for Gallon obviously Gallon's win winning but Jazz Chisholm has been very good when he's healthy yeah or the Marlins too uh, but yeah, I mean, Paulo Lopez is great. He is fantastic. He's so good. Let's move on to tier three here, 12 through 20. Uh, Sandy Alcantara at number, uh, rises four to 12, followed by Brandon Woodruff, Max Fried, Clayton Kershaw, who all fall one. Corbin Burns at number 16, followed by George Kirby, Julio Urias, Freddie Peralta, and Logan Webb. What's it called and why is it called that? Give me the Brooklyn Dodgers, baby. Oh, oh, I would be, I'm going amazing. there again. You know, I want it back because I, I'm kind of sick of this where, you know, I, I joke all the time. But I go to my bagel shop. It's La Bagel Delight. It is the best bagels 
<laughs> and and go to the one across Methodist Hospital on like between Sixth and Seventh uh, Street. Okay, they're the best. Tell them, tell them Nick sent you. Okay, <laughs> oh, they do know you by name. I, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, oh are you joking? Yeah, yeah, I give them I, I give them stuff. They go. I went there on the trade deadline and said, "What you got for us?" I was like, "I got I got nothing." Like, oh, he's just he can't tell us. I'm like, no, that's not okay. I'm not that special. Uh, but uh, they, you know, what happens every year is I go in there and it's like April twentieth. And they're mostly Mets guys. Mm. And they know, like, I have an affinity for the Yankees. But, you know, I'm just a baseball guy, really. And one of them always says, because the Mets always get, like, off to a hot start somehow. Sure. And they go, you know, Nick, I think uh, I think the Mets are the team of New York now. I think this is it. Every single year. That was the conversation. And then May 15th, yeah. on the dot. Yeah. Oh, what's going on with the Mets, Nick? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and the thing is, it's always been this. A push and pull between the Yankees and the Mets. But we need that third party. I'm with you. We need those Dodgers back to just be the cool kids in town. All the people like, I don't know, Yankees or Mets, they want to jump ship. So many people do. <laughs> but they can't be a Met fan. You can't do that. But you can be a Dodgers fan. Put them in the NL and I would, I would, that would be my What would, NL what would you team. call them? I would just do it with the Dodgers again. Again? I mean, the, yeah, Two oh, Dodgers teams? <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's no other Dodger team. Why wouldn't you just do that? Um... Oh, the Ebbets, the Ebbets, the Brooklyn Ebbets. That's kind of that's that's not bad. Yeah, um, I do like that a <laughs> the lot. The Jackies, the Brooklyn Jackies, the Brooklyn Robinsons. I think is better. Yeah, the Brooklyn Robinsons. Yeah, you know, at this point, just have a team for every borough. Like, just <laughs> you know, when when it was the Brooklyn Nets, yeah. I wanted them to be called Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Brooklyn? No, no, just not the Brooklyn. Just call them Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, like the like the, just that's the, it because we're Brooklyn. Yeah, like the Washington it's football team. It's like was. the only city I feel like you could do that. Yeah, we're going to play Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. It's not like oh, I'm going to go play Reno. Like <laughs> all right, um, all right. Let's let, there's a few people that we should talk about inside of this tier one. We have to give credit to Sandy Alcantara for going into L.A. and not getting shellacked. He ends yeah. up with a quality start. That was great. Yeah, he went that extra inning as well, which is just oh so good. He, I felt like he was going to go go after the the fifth inning. I thought that was it. And then, of course, he just came back and gave you that quality start. Uh, it isn't like what's annoying is that aces will go and still dominate against a team like the Dodgers. He right. Did quite well. Oh, absolutely. He did. It was three solo shots. And that's all. You know, that was all it was. Really good sliders in that night for Sandy. I, you know, I guess the Padres and he's going to get the Dodgers again mm. in uh, in three starts. So I want to give him the aces gonna ace, but I also realize like, yeah, you gotta like really give us one of those ten strikeout eight inning games or something for me to really do it. Well, the complete game shutout wasn't enough. I mean, that was it was like a three game stretch or so of some. It was four games of thirty two innings, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But one was against the Rangers, where he didn't come through against a tough team. Sure, yeah, it was four hundred runs in six innings, right? So I, I'm protective of the aces gonna ace. You guys know I love Sandy Alcantara, and it's really nice that after his horrific start of this year, he's yeah. um, since I made the Musgrove trade, he's it's like a great. two seven ERA and a one whip and like a twenty five percent K or something like that. So you believed, I know, but I feel I feel bad that I won because of Musgrove getting hurt. Like Musgrove was great. It was, you know, yeah, sure. Oh man, that's Annoying. the person I actually wanted to talk about in this tier though is Freddie Peralta, who mm. is coming off of a, a gem against that same oh, Rangers team that he just brought so up. Good. Obviously, couldn't get the quality start as he goes five and two thirds, one earned run, two walks, eleven Ks, ten whiffs, and nine called strikes on that four seamer. Twenty two whiffs overall in that start for a near thirty nine percent CSW. Really well executed. He's just going back and forth with double digit strikeout games as we go back to the end of July. It's thirteen Ks, then seven, then thirteen, then six, then eleven. He has looked absolutely dominant of late. What are you thinking about Freddie Peralta? Last eleven games for Freddie Peralta, dating back to June eighteenth. Three point one three ERA. 
0.98 whip and a 37% K rate. But the thing is, he was so bad early on. Mm. I actually had a fun moment on the stream. This is why you got to be watching live streams when I do the for the list and everything. You never know what Hundo kind of P. tangents. What? <laughs> Hundo P? Like, uh, Hundo P, 100%. Got to be watching the stream. Why Hundo did you feel P. the need to say the P part? Hundo P? If you just say Hundo. Hundo P, baby. Hundo is good enough. Hundo? You got to add the P? Hundo what, Nick? We know. Hundo what? We know. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> Laugh like a cigarette. <laughs> Well, I was just kind of reviewing the, uh, the ADP from earlier in the season, right? Like in draft season and kind of noticing that there really weren't that many guys after 50. If you really were in on and logically were in on mm-hmm. instead of just being like random chance of like, oh, yeah, totally. Mitch Keller, this is it. I'm sure. going to go in on that. So super hard or something, even though that's actually faltered, of course, um, or like knowing that Bailey Ober was going to get that opportunity out of the gate, which we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there weren't really any guys to chase. It was really Zach Eflin. And uh, Nathan Eovaldi, mm-hmm. the main ones, you say Kikuchi really turned it on, but in the beginning he did not. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Right. So there were very few Kenta Maeda after the IL stint, though. That was in June Maybe when John he started Gray. doing well. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Right. It, it's been really, really bad. And Peralta was someone actually that was around 40 ADP that I at first I was like, oh, man, I really missed on this one. I should have been more aggressive on him. Higher velocity. He was really bad for like two months. Yep. Like really bad. Yeah. Um, and he's someone, if you stuck with him, I mean, it really worked out. I'm personally going to be out on Peralta next year because he's only had these really good half seasons. And what's his old nickname, Fast? He's uh, Dillison the Met partner, Captain <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> he's so close. <laughs> yeah. yeah the Professor I'm, Chaos. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's the Imperial ship. <laughs> Uh, is, he, is he just like the major hipster then? Is he the headache-inducing pitcher? No, not anymore. I mean, for the entire season, you could say. But it's actually yeah. nicer when it's like so divided. Mm. It's not Charlie Morton who is sure. that. Yeah. I mean, Charlie Morton, you're there because it's a win chance and high strikeouts. But like the ratios, you have no idea. Yeah. Right? So for Peralta to do this now, it's great. And I've really wanted to focus on, in the offseason, it is so easy for us as a community just to take six months and put it into one number. Mm. Right. And yeah, just look at this is what it was. Yep. This is it. And we do things like, oh, from this time to this time. And you have these nice stretches and it feels like we're cherry picking at times because it's like, oh, these two months that we had a really good stretch. And what we're really the conversation I see is what does he throw and what do we think he's going to throw next year? It's not actually what the ERA and the strikeout rate is and the whip is and all that kind of stuff. It's what actual arsenal am I going to expect on opening day? So, you know what? You know, it's a good. So. That's a big conversation that I've thought a lot about and why I did that talk about consistency, right? Yeah. Because you're looking at six months of stats, you're saying, oh, well, at the end of the day, you give you three ERA. Alec but Mills, baby. Yeah, exactly. Alec Mills, the most inconsistent starter in, or consistent most starter. Consistent, but, but it was terrible. Terrible, yeah, right? right? Consistently terrible. So I think maybe doing a revamp of that, basing it on PLV volatility would be very oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm so in on that. That would be very... Because yes. obviously the thing that you would want to study most is what's a guy's stuff. And there is volatility in stuff, right? Like, I remember you and I talking a while ago about, like, what a pitcher's vertical break was on any particular start. Like, Grayson Rodriguez was a guy whose vertical break um, was up and down a lot. Um, Lance Bardrowski brought to my attention that Bryce Miller was a guy yeah. whose vertical break changed Blake a lot. Blake Snell sometimes would have, like, a 23 on a pitch. And it's like, what? And yeah, then exactly. it'll be, like, 18, and then it'll be down to 14 or something. I'm like, what? No. Now, what makes it difficult is 
because apparently there is some, <clears throat> excuse me, volatility in Hawkeye in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But still, you can yeah. kind of account for that a little right. bit. Yeah, I definitely ignore that at times. There was once on like your boys in Camden were like way off. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was uh, yes, it was, it was uh, against Toronto in Toronto, but it was Baltimore. You're right. the, not this year. I'm talking to like oh, a couple three years, years ago. ago. Okay, okay. Andrew Perpetua was like, hey, Nick. <laughs> it's the same. But he wasn't on a team or anything. He was like, hey, Nick, no one is talking about this. It's like way off. I'm like, oh. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I feel like we sh- that should be a bigger topic of conversation, even though it is a little bit futile because it is really difficult to be able to accurately put consistency to it. But like, right. that's that's really important. You should be making decisions based off of that. Are there any other pitchers in this tier that you want to talk about before we go to the next tier? Oh, man. So, I mean, just to put a pin on this with Freddie Peralta, because this is the fun stuff that we'll be embracing. Like, oh, we didn't get all those pitchers. Like, well, who cares? Uh, I have enough information on the site. No, uh, is, is with Peralta... I feel at the end of the year, I don't know what we're going to see next year still, even though he's doing this right now, right? He's throwing 94.5 instead of 90, 92.5, right? He has sliders for strikes right now. He actually did the Blake Snell blueprint, which is what? Yeah. He doesn't do that. Yeah. He's supposed to be like scatterplot. Totally. And he did it. So that's great. I, uh, I don't know what it is. So you could say, oh, cool. It's just the average of everything. Maybe it is. But then as a fantasy manager, you wanted out on Peralta. You want completely out at like on May 20th or whatever, right? And now he's been so good and it's just, you, I have no way of discerning that. So when we go to the off season, I think it's so important to understand, okay, if I am in on Peralta and the first three weeks I'm not seeing it, what am I doing? Am I holding on to him? Mm. Am I going to believe that it's going to be the second half? Is it not? And that is what you're getting at with him being a hipster. Yeah, totally. Right? Is that he still to me next year will be that. Now, right now, Dude, he's amazing. Ride with it. Yeah. He's so incredible. top 40 next year? I don't know. There are so many really intriguing young guys. Not 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 out of the top 50, though. Um, I I mean, yeah, I wouldn't think so. I yeah. mean, especially if it continues us the rest of the year, There's, you got to put him in the top 40. And this upside is perpetually um, there. So. I haven't done a, qu- a quick thing of like what the top 40, top 50 looks like. I'm so excited. Is it bad that I'm really excited to do my top 300 already? No, it's <laughs> On exciting. October 4th, I'll well, be doing the live stream the entire day that Monday. We get guy. We get Bueller back, which is really we exciting. We get Bueller back. We probably get uh, maybe Rasmus. No, Rasmussen's gonna have Tommy John. But we, you get Jeffrey Springs back, probably. Yeah, Jacob Degrom is gonna be on there. Yeah, that's very where do we where do we put him? Yeah, I have no idea. Because <laughs> yeah, when he does show up, it will be like your head to head playoffs. It's gonna be the same question every year. Um, we have we have to keep we have to keep moving on. <laughs> no, we to don't. Well, before we do though, <laughs> oh gosh, take it fast. Go ahead. We're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. 
That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. We're back. We're looking at tier four here, 21 through 31. Uh, Zach Eflin up. This is a very fun tier, by the way. Zach Eflin Aww. up seven. Justin Verlander down two to 22. You Darvish at 23. Tarek Skubal up six to 24. Followed by Kodai Senga at 25. He's up nine. Aaron Nola, Kenta Maeda, Kyle Bradish up eight to 28. Logan Gilbert down five. James Paxton down five to 30. And rounding out the tier at 31 is Bryce Miller. What's it called and why is it called that? It needs to be Nashville. Yeah. We need something around there. It can't just be Atlanta for the most part. No. I mean, I, I mean I'll get into another city that I feel like would, would steal away some of the Atlanta people. Mm. But like Nashville is just like, yeah, that's that sounds great. It makes sense. The, the, one of the reasons why I enjoy this tier so much is because there are so many delightful surprises in here. Oh, like yeah. I said to you, uh, yeah, like, hey. Okay, okay. There's one. No, no, no. There's I, one fast. The one I was going to lead with is if I said, hey, Eflin's going to have, is going to be higher uh-huh. on the list than Verlander and Darvish sure. and Nola. You would have thought, I, or even then, Logan Gilbert. Uh-huh. I don't think that any of us would have expected that, but it absolutely makes sense. Obviously, yeah, it's very exciting to see the guy who's t- has the tied for the best ERA in baseball in the American League. I should say, not in baseball, in the American League. And Kyle Bradish at twenty eight. That's very exciting. But even Tarek Skubal at twenty four is really exciting. There's a lot of kind of you know interesting names. I don't even kind of know where to begin. I think we should we should hit Eflin. We should hit Skubal. We should hit Bradish. Let's start with Eflin, who I mean. You know, we just talked about how it's a little bit uh, frustrating to say there's no way my mic didn't pick up that burp. There's just absolutely I didn't hear it. You didn't. I didn't hear it at all. How fast is just making up burps now? This (laughs) is ridiculous. You know me just making up burps. Uh, (laughs) Top uh, the six best whip, the six best walk rate, um, you know, crushing it in terms of expected ERA at 302. Zach Eflin, another guy where if you look at the ERA overall, you're thinking, okay, that's not necessarily fantastic. And yeah, he had that really poor start against Cleveland. What are you seeing from Zach Eflin that says, you know what, this is what I like more than Justin Verlander. Here's the thing is I could see some pushback saying like, look, Zach Eflin across his last seven starts has three clunkers. It was two five five earned run games, one six earned run games last Sunday. At the end of the day, though, I mean, Eflin has just been so consistent for you for a winning ball club. It's a curveball cutter and a fastball sinker that are just doing its thing consistently. And I look at the rest of them. I'm like, yeah, no, I kind of trust Eflin 103 whip this year. Mm. Uh, It's a good situation that he's in. He's still just doing his thing. And I, I think about it in terms of me doing my streaming rankings all the time. And how confident do I feel every single time that Zach Eflin goes? And Zach Eflin should be more in that auto start tier. I've been putting him a lot in the probable start tier, um, but he should be in that auto start like every single time. And I'm going to be doing that moving forward. 
I absolutely love that. I'm going to laugh over here because I want the next person we're talking about is Tarek Skubal. I wanted to take a look at his probables. Um, and I, I put in fan graphs because it was the first thing that came to mind. And it auto populated to the probables grid. Oh, like yeah. it, it auto populated oh, to of that. Course. I absolutely I love have it. it. I, I'd use it every morning. It's phenomenal. I love it. So let's talk about Tarek Skubal, who, you know, listen, he had a little bit of a clunker uh, against Boston where it was five and a third with four and runs, five total runs, seven hits, two walks and three Ks. Really nice start. I think he gives up like a solo shot in the first against the Guardians then you know, six innings, uh, one and run, one walk, seven Ks, 88 pitches, didn't want to send him out for the seventh there. What do you, I mean, so the, the reason I brought up the uh, problem uh, schedule is he gets the Cubs next, which can be a difficult start, followed by the Yankees. You know, you, you have him in the top 25, what did you see from those starts that has you interested in having him there? Um, Tarek Skubal. Yeah. <laughs> 97th percentile swing strike rate on his four-seamer. This is all four-seamer stuff I'm going to talk about. He throws it over 40% of the time, okay? That's a 17% swing strike rate. 99th percentile strike rate. Mm. So think about this. He's getting uh, a ton of strikes with whiffs and called strikes on it, effectively then. A 76% strike rate. 100th percentile O-swing. Mm. On his four-seamer. The best in the majors. 46% That's on that. Ex-Woba. In the small sample. 100th percentile ex-Woba on your four-seamer. In the small sample. I understand. You do not have a bad fastball and get a 100th percentile across 255 pitches. Sure. You know, we generally actually say when it comes to like pitch stats and, and metrics and such, it's like around 250 to 300 is where a lot of the stuff does tend to stabilize a little. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's not, it's never noise. It just means generally that it's a little less noise than it is actually some indication, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, he's probably not going to have a 100 percentile O swing forever on that four seamer, but we both know that's a much better pitch than it used to be. Yep. He went back to elevating last time the PLV on it was excellent. Uh, change-ups were down, too. Really nice change-up from Tarek Skubal in his last start with that 7 Ks. And I just feel like, yeah, Tarek Skubal, we expected you to come back from the IL and need more time. And, yeah, you've had some stumbles along the way, which is kind of expected. But your skill set is really good, and I think it only gets better as he gets more comfortable with that slider and change-up with that foundation of a fastball. I am so in on Tarek Skubal next year. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I've gotten more and more obsessed with... Fastball foundations for pitchers. Yeah. And Scoobles got it. So I'm in. All about it. Uh, a quick hits on Kyle Bradish. I mean, look, we can take a step back and say, yeah, it's Oakland, six innings, you know, no one runs, two hits, one walk, eight Ks. Truly a dominant first time through the order. I think he struck out the first four or five batters that he faced. And you can't just say that, too, because he just did it against Seattle, who is arguably the hottest team in baseball right now. Six innings pitched, two run runs, one walk, seven Ks, five hits against them. And one of the things that you have talked about a lot this year that we saw in the start before was how does a young pitcher deal with adversity, right? Mm-hmm. Five walks against the Mets, and guess how many earned runs? None, right? And we absolutely love to see that as well. You, you remember uh, how we acquired Kyle Bradish? How did you acquire Kyle Bradish? Do you remember fast? what trade he was a part absolutely of? Absolutely not. The Dylan Bundy trade. Is that right? Dylan Bundy out of here. Kyle Bradish. That is so funny. From the Angels. That is so funny. That's very funny. Congratulations. What do you think about? Thank you very much. Where is this cutter? Huh? <laughs> Which is so weird. The cutter usage is up and down for him. Um, he had it a little bit in that start against Oakland, but I think he kind of went slider a little bit more, right? I mean, does he have a cutter? 
uh, Kyle Bradish? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I just call it a slider. I think we just group it all together. No, it, uh, oh, no I'm thinking of his cut fastball. Yeah, cut it's fastball. A fastball. That's just a cut. It's a stupid fastball. I hate it. Yeah, it's bad. You know, it's really funny. With Kyle Bradish, I was so out because I thought the cut fastball was being used too much. That's and I didn't sinker. think that, you know, I remember even last year he had that really good start against the Astros. It was like eight innings and just mm-hmm. dominance. Yep. And I was like, yes, this is it. Yep. When he has a slider and curveball working and he actually leans into it. And then he just didn't do it in September. I'm like, look, I understand how it could work. But it's not, and I'm not going to believe, like, again, I was talking about, we are doing drafts saying what arsenal will he have and what is his approach with it on opening day. I didn't think it would be that, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But then it took, like, a month or two, and Kyle Bradish said, you know what, I'm going to try to prevent balls in play on that four-seamer now. Like, he actually is reducing... How many balls in play on four seamers? He's not throwing it as much. He's leaning on the sinker instead. Yes. And the slider has been an elite offering. Yeah. I mean, it has we been so consistent. You might not see it in the like the CSW marks or the strike rates on it, um, but the fact that he throws it as much as he does and it can just dominate times. I mean, it's average allowed is 84th percentile. That's There you go. The way that he utilizes it is getting more results in play than you want. And I love that. I love the fact that he's getting balls in play on the slider and the curve and mm-hmm. not the fastball. Yeah. You know, it took me down this whole uh, path with, with Kyle Bland about uh, trying to determine percentage of balls in play on a pitch thrown. Mm-hmm. And I think there actually is something to that. Of uh, the pitchers who have a higher percentage of balls in play not on their fastball, mm-hmm. I I wonder if they still have a high strike rate and then their balls in play percentage are not fastballs. Because we know this. We know that fastballs in play are just generally worse. Yeah. What's the best ball in play? It's a curveball. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you see the expo opens and stuff, but that includes strikeouts if you remove all of that. So... Kyle Bradish is doing this. He's actually saying, you know what? All right, I'll allow more balls and play on my slider and stuff. And yeah. that's working. So that's pretty cool. That is and, nice. uh, and now your brain is spinning about this a little. I can see it in your eyes. Well, my brain was spinning because actually what I was thinking about was a comment that you made earlier at the beginning of this conversation, which is like, what is he going to throw? What's his arsenal going to consist right. of? And one of the things that I did not give enough credit to, which I should have, and it's just because of my negative Orioles bias, <laughs> is, is pitch factories and like letting organizations be uh factors when you were thinking about pitchers you know we do it with the we do it with the Rays, right we mm-hmm. know oh eflin's going to the Rays. i will bump him up two or three spots sure the orioles can start to be that now yeah right, right. they're actually making these adjustments finally a hundred percent they yeah. but then i was thinking okay but then what if someone from the organization leaves can you still do that or you know a lot of the th- a, a big thing that i didn't realize that took me a while to embrace is like a lot of these guys just go off themselves and make their improvements. Oh, yeah. The the, the Pirates so might have a great pitching coach and a really good pitching staff, but Mitch Keller went off to, I think it was Tread Athletics. Yeah, and he, made did, uh, he did Tread and he did Driveline, I think. I think he did both. Yeah, uh, I, don't yeah I don't remember. Maybe no, I'm maybe thinking of uh, Logan Gilbert. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, uh, there was, yeah. But uh, but right, that happens. I mean, Pablo Lopez and Joe Ryan, you might say like, oh, the twins. Like, mm-hmm. no, they both went to Driveline. Mm-hmm. Right. And I will That's always treat that like Jared's that for me forever <laughs> yeah. is, oh, he went to he driveline. Went to drive you line. know, they should have a ring that says like driveline oh, on it. <laughs> that is. Uh, we, we should tell Kyle that <laughs> All right, yeah, we went to driveline. Um, anyone else on this tier that you want to hit upon before we go on to tier five? I mean, this is the fun one, right? I, I, I had a tough call with like Kodai Senga and Aaron Nola and Kenta Maeda. And it's really tough because you have Kodai Singh who's just on an absolute like ace-like tear mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And I doubted him because the whip was always high, because the forkball was everything at first, and then he got better with the cutter. Yeah. And the slider is kind of weird. The fastball, even though it's hard, it's still not that great. 
The cutter's gotten a lot better and has made him more consistent, and that's been great. Aaron Nola, like, Aaron Nola should be better. And I remember this. You said this in, like, May about, oh, man, maybe the, every other year for Aaron Nola is real. I was like, don't do this fast. And, and it is. I know. It's so weird. It's remarkable. I know. But, but the weird weirdest part is uh, Glenn Colton and Rick Wolf. They're one of the big things that I so believe in. You know what I'm going to mention? Signed him after a contract? Right. But this is the contract year. Which is very interesting. So right. maybe he breaks the curse by saying, you know what? Uh, yeah, you, you wanted to be zigging the other direction right. in the contract year, but maybe that means next year. Do he, you still want him? I do still want him in okay, Baltimore. Good, because yeah. you should. It's four-seamer and curveball. When those are working, it's great. He threw 80% of them in one game, and all of his hits came on the other 20%. Mm. And it's like, what? Oh, no! Yeah. No! <laughs> I, I really actually do believe, um, I've said this before, Aaron Nola, if he throws a sinker inside of right-handers, this is, a, you know this, this is like the most underrated pitch in baseball yes. to me. Yeah. Javier Sa, I don't know how he did tonight against the Tigers, but he actually does that really well and has that cutter away, and it's like, oh, maybe that does work. Right, Sandy Alcantara does this. Wheeler does this. Right, Wheeler does it better than anyone else. Yeah, and, and this is how these guys get these outs. And Nola has always been a glove side four seamer guy. Yep. And the problem with that is, yes, you can get those call strikes away. It's why CSW kind of is what it is because I was obsessed with Nola. No one else was because of the low swing strike rates, but he had the high called strike rates. But mistakes can happen so much easier as that comeback comes back over the plate, and you better not have them swing. For right-handed batters, the easiest fastball to me is always middle and away. Mm. I mean, outside middle, middle. But anywhere else, it's middle and away. You just extend the bat and push it with it, right? Yeah. And the two-seamer is coming back into the bat as well. So, Nola trying to do that with his sinkers, it just makes no sense. He gets so much movement. Get that inside. That jams, guys. It gets you foul balls. It gets you outs. gets you early strikes. You end up bats. Pablo Lopez started doing it. And he has an over 40% O-swing on it. <laughs> You know, I, I, I mentioned this and I was like, hey, man, I love that you're doing this. He says, yeah, man, I, I do it. And like, I, you know, I said, I'm actually noticing that you're saving it too late. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I'll think about doing that next time. And like next start, he's, you know, uh, he's getting like throwing it like 1-0 or something, getting it out. I'm like, this is the greatest mode of my life. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely so that's the kind of stuff that like Aaron Nola, uh, I, it's right there. The curveball is still elite. Four seamer still misses bats. Next year I'll be fine because it's an it's an yeah it'll be an even in year. Baltimore yeah it's an even year. Uh, <laughs> Javier Assad is doing well in the box score, not necessarily well in the underlying stuff. Five innings pitched with two walks, four Ks, no one runs and two hits. So that's I will nice. take this all day from Javier Assad. This is Javier Assad. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's not going to be a CSW darling. That's the Seven whole point. Seven whiffs overall. It, yeah, but that's that's not his game. This is what I'm saying. Sinkers inside, cutters down and away, trying to get the end of the bat and then the handle of the bat. Balls in play. Right. He went seven innings against the Jays. Mm. You know, and and that's great. I'm really curious to see if he's doing those two things effectively. This one's nice. Let's move on to tier six here. 42 through 49. Framber Valdez, Tanner Bybee, Bailey Ober drops You're 13. just skipping a tier. I am, right? You're just skipping a tier. Oh, because you know why I got confused? Why? The Millers. Because I was like, oh, I just did a Miller. And then it was... Bobby Miller at the bottom of this tier list. Mm, yeah. And I was also like, oh, there's no way we're at 32, 40 well, of course we were, but this, this is this is what this stuff in the room does, guys. And I got to say, I really do enjoy going into like the the harder stuff as opposed to just kind of like the generic yeah, yeah, analysis yeah. with the, no, you know? Of course. I, I prefer that all day, too. All well, day. It's important to do this tier because it starts with Yusei Kikuchi at 32, oh. uh, who's up 16. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez up 12 to 33, followed by Sonny Gray, Yuri Perez, who was wearing a shirt that I would love to see you purchase. Oh, my it, gosh. It, it's... it's, it's the Blake Snell blueprint. It's made for you. He's wearing the Blake Snell blueprint. It's unbelievable. It's a great shirt. He wore a shirt so for those good. who didn't see. It says like, coach says I need to uh, draw within the lines, yeah. right? Or color yeah, within stay the within, lines. Yeah, yeah color in the lines, stay within the lines. Yeah. It's right. unbelievable. And it's just all the different pitch it's types perfect. that he throws inside And it's the zone. four seamers up and it's sliders down yep. and curveballs down and changeups down. Yellow, blue, and 
green down, red up, baby. It is beautiful. Aaron Perez is at 35. Jesus Lazardo drops 20. Just nine, which is probably how many earned runs he gives up in two innings hey, now. Hey, I cannot <laughs> wait to get no more of those texts ever again. You started those texts. I cannot wait. You started. No, because Lazardo is going to be great. Okay. You started I those mean, texts. I mean, I don't know as the Padres next. Oh, I totally deserve it. Justin Absolutely. Steele down, uh, stays at 37, followed by Andrew Abbott up three to 38. Merrill Kelly down four to 39. Lance Lynn and Bobby Miller rounding out the tier at 40, 41, respectively. What's it called and why is it called that? Okay, so this one, let's go. I don't want to do it. Fine. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to Portland. Whatever. You get it, Portland. <laughs> That's All right. how you feel about these people? I mean, uh, you know, Portland, it's safe. It's fine. And it's like could be exciting for some of them. <laughs> but I feel like Portland wouldn't really appreciate it. Mm. You know? I mean, I don't know anything about Portland, guys. I don't mean to generalize you whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but there's just been a lot of talk about it. And I don't want, like, they I'm thinking of, like, the, the popular ones in po- Portland's always involved. So they would appreciate it. Yeah. I think they would appreciate okay, it. Okay, well, then there you go, Portland. Take it. I just think they, they Take all they the youngins. Them. There's a great documentary called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. There you go. They're all they're all filled with uh, youngins <laughs> in Portland. There you go. That's this tier. Let's let's start with Yusei Kikuchi, who you tweeted about earlier today. So we know he's doing exceptionally well. I'm actually very upset that he's leading off the series against Baltimore tomorrow. Um, yet to give up more than two earned runs since the beginning of July. The last time he gave up more than two earned runs was July 6th. So that is six consecutive starts of one earned run or fewer the K's have been a little bit up and down he said you know a few 8k games a three strikeout game against Baltimore but overall just relatively dominant for Yusei Kikuchi what has he been doing uh that has uh giving him led to him to have a lot of success yeah it's uh the the curveball shape has improved um I remember when he actually decided one day you know what I'm gonna throw sliders and curves just inside the zone and instead of trying to lead this with cutters and four seamers and it was great but he ran into some, into some trouble when he just kind of floated the curveball in there and he had a lot of hits on it. So next time out, he adds more drop to it and it's better mm. and it works. And then all of a sudden now his slider command is as good as I've ever seen it, like consistently down in glove side. And those two pitches are just trouncing guys. Yeah. Um, and then he has his forcing, which is just kind of like around. Yeah, it's a floater. You know, it's like, a, <laughs> sorry, uh, it, it's <laughs> you okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you thinking about poops? No, fast. You think about boobs? Of course I am. But that was just like the way you said it is like it's it sounded like it was bad intent. <laughs> no, it truly I wasn't. Know. Okay. But the way you like it's a floater. You um, I was thinking about like at a party where it's someone that you can't get into a conversation. They're they floating. just constantly are just everywhere. So Portland. You know, so Portland. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, you see Kikuchi. It's like at the point. I was even tempted to put him up in the next tier with all the other guys who've been killing like Tarek Skubal and Radish mm. and uh, Senga and everything. But I said, you know what? I think Kikuchi could just stop, you know, more suddenly than the others. Um, are there others? I mean, there are fun guys that we can hit upon. I feel like we've covered a little bit of that. I mean, maybe you want to dive in. Like Yuri Perez is back and he's starting. So oh, it was so good. It was ninety yeah. pitches yeah. and uh, four seamers were dominant in both the slider and curveball. We saw him with four seamers and sliders before, but this was the curveball doing well too. Mm. And the changeup, he's like, ah, it's not good. It's not good. Don't throw it. Well, like eight of them. Great. You tried it. I'm like no, maybe no. Okay, put it in timeout. About six more times. I wasn't going to do it six more times. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the other guys, I am a little worried about Justin Steele. I'll be honest. Oh, I don't have the sound bit on here. Justin Steele. I'm a little worried. You are the sound bit. Yeah, there it is. Uh, because his command has been kind of weird the last like four starts or so. His whip has been like 140 over his last seven. Um, and we just kind of got settled in. Because remember, 
entering the year, we weren't that high no, yeah. on Justin Steele. Yeah. Some were, to their credit, absolutely. Um, but it was a question of like, how good is the fastball and the slider? And the slider's supposed to be really good. And the fastball, I don't know. I think it's more of a cutter, personally. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of all over the place a bit. And he just had a good outing. So I was like, all right, maybe this is fine. But keep your eye on him. Um, the other guys, I mean, Lance Lynn is just so good. Now. It's unbelievable. Um, and I totally missed the boat on that. I, I was... Um, I didn't really believe that the Dodgers were going to fix him that much. I generally don't like doing that. Saying like, oh, he's going to X team, thus he's going to be better. Sure. I've learned my lesson, y'all. Yeah, we might have to just The Rays, the Astros, and the Dodgers. Is there another team I should add to that? Mm, not off the top of it my head. It used to be the Giants, and I've pushed back on that one. Yeah, and it has not been the case necessarily. Right. That might have been because of the defense, but it's... it's... Right, well, that's why I think they did well. It wasn't actually totally. the pitchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Seems um, like that's the case. But, uh, but, like, you want to say the Twins, but I think that's driveline. Yep. Oh, definitely the Yankees, you know. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> Orioles, the Orioles are not at that point yet, but they are heading in the right direction. Yeah, they certainly are. It's nice to see that. I think what Eve has done has been great as well yeah. in the front office. I mean, she's really she's just amazing. done... I think she just get a lot more credit for the, the developmental changes that they've had. She there. is probably going to be gone out of Baltimore in a year or two. In uh, Eve Rosenbaum. She was with the Astros before, too. Yeah, she was. Uh, I, she will be a next GM of a team. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for her. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, so Lance Lynn is great now. Bobby Miller, I think, is... We have not seen the best of Bobby Miller. Uh, I will still stand with that one. Um, and yeah, everybody else. I mean, Lizardo's better than this. You know he's better than this. He's not like a 10-era guy. No, of course not. But it's just very funny. That yeah. He just I know. I know. It was like, why did you have to give me any credit, fast? <laughs> I why? I, I don't like, like taking victory laps and you, you baited like, me. I'm ready. I'm ready to say I lost this one. And then since then, he's given up like oh 20 doors. Hey, this is why my friends complain about me. Like, I'm losing in a game. And I was like, I'm not going to win. Like, Nick, you're going to win. And I win. Yeah. And they're like, I hate when you say that every time. I, but I legitimately thought I was going to win. I'm, I'm sorry, lose. I thought I wasn't going to win. I'm with you. My friends say the same thing. We're going to go into tears. <laughs> six here we got plenty more pictures to talk about we're going to do it right after this break when it comes to weight management we tend to put our focus on what we eat but noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat and that's a game changer noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today. Jumping to tier six here, 42 through 49. Fremper Valdez down 16 to 42, followed by Tanner Bybee, Bailey Ober down 13 to 44. Chris Sale, Chris Bassett, Jose Barrios, followed by Eduardo Rodriguez at 48 up five and Jordan Montgomery rounding at the tier at 49. What's it called and why is it called that? Oakland. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Why? Why Oakland? Because it's kind of a mess. <laughs> 
but it should happen. <laughs> but or... it should happen. Okay, great. Let's start with Framber Valdez, who maybe might encapsulate that best. I mean, uh... he was a quality start machine. He was, you know, probably a bunch of people uh, traded for him in their fantasy leagues at the deadline, if they do have a deadline, because they thought he was going to bring him over the finish line. And then there have been some moments of, oh, okay, maybe he's fine. And then there have sadly been more moments of like, oh, man, what is going on with Framber Valdez at the moment? It seemed like in the last game against Seattle, he was just more interested in uh, the beef that was going on as opposed to he's obviously a very competitive pitcher and that's cool that's great but it was not a good outing five innings pitch with six earned runs two walks and five k's that is his second six earned run outing in three starts he has given up what is that 12 15 earned runs over his last 14 plus five uh, 19 uh, 19 and your eyes are doing math like your eyes are the abacus <laughs> uh what are you seeing from forever Valdez? is is he cooked do you know the the, uh, the meme that I love with Famber Valdez? No. Oh, really? No. I, I, sometimes when I'm doing the roundup at night, I make these delirious memes. Okay. Right? And I sometimes just send them off. If you see me tweet at like 1 a.m. and stuff, just like delirious. that's the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's from the Baba Duke. Okay, yeah. And it's where she turns around and says, why you just can't be, can't you be normal? Okay. And it's Framber Valdez screaming in 1.17 whip. <laughs> Jesus Right. That is that is like the world of Valdez and it was sure. before. And what is that rooted in fast? How has he allowed all these hits over the years? All those ground balls. Yeah, because it's sinkers. Right. Yep. He relies so heavily on the sinker. And what got me really excited about Valdez is we always know he has this really good curveball, which, by the way, has not been thrown nearly as much as it should. It was like 18 percent in that game. Like, what are you doing? The cutter this year. Oh, it's such a good pitch. Yeah. It's really, it's like essentially like a slider for him, but also as a nullifier to go inside as opposed to the sinker going away. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, Valdez is just up there chucking sinkers. Mm. Like he's just, just everyone. Mm. And I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. He's relying too much on that sinker to try and get good outcomes in play. And it's easily his worst pitch to me. Mm. It's one that he can confidently get strikes in. But the cutter gets strikes. Sure. Generally, the curveball gets strikes too. It should not be tried 18 times. It reminds me of Kobe Bryant saying, I'll never go over six. Mm. I'll go over 30 before I go over six. <laughs> right? Because Valdez should just keep trying with that curveball. Shouldn't just give up on that and settle for sinkers, in my view. Mm. So when Valdez is at his best, it's when he doesn't give in. Right? He does the neck beard approach, as I call it. Where it's oh like the sides, like the mutton chops, <laughs> and then you get underneath the zone, right? Like the old Dallas Keuchel. He yeah. actually looked like it too, right? And you don't throw over the plate as much. You entice people to to swing at the pitches they don't want to swing at. It's what we saw in the World Series. He's just giving in now. I'm like, don't... Hmm, it's not you, Valdez. I hmm. think he's going to get back to it. He has to. Yeah. It's there still, but yeah, it's really frustrating right now. They're in an interesting free fall, the Houston Astros. Uh, real quick, Bailey Oberg down 13 as well, just not executing his game plan as it's well. It's the change of insider is just way worse than it was before. I uh, I think it's going to be back. I mean, we call it the Bailey special now. Like, if you go six in, if you do the Framber Valdez thing of 117 whip in six innings with like a strike on an inning, you know, that's uh that's the Bailey special. <laughs> Okay. He just used it. He did that for like so much of 200 runs or something like that every time. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, right. That's really special. You know? I'll take what it. What do you want, honey? <laughs> nice, cheap, and affordable. Uh, let's go on to tier seven here 50 through 58. Gavin Williams down seven. Carlos Rodon reappears at 51. Lucas Giolito down three. Cole Reagans uh, at 53, up four, followed by Hunter Green, who reappears. Same with Brian Wood, 54, 55, respectively. Dylan C's down six. Charlie Morton up 14 to 57. John Gray up four to 58. What's it called and why is it called that? Someplace in Iowa. Not, not even Des Moines. You know, yeah, yeah, like, just any old. I just feel bad for people in Iowa 
because they get blacked out more than anyone else of like 10 teams. So give them a team. So that they don't get blacked so out by get, somebody. Yeah. They won't watch their own team. They don't care. Yeah, no, They'll just be right. able to watch the other ones. It makes sense. I I saw, I was following Cole Reagan start on the game feed. I know you obviously did something on Playback TV where a bunch of people watch the it's stream. It's really fun. We're going to do more of them, guys. So just follow on Playback and you'll get the notification. I saw some people who I really respect tweeting about how good he looked. But from what I could see in the game feed, it just seemed like it wasn't necessarily elite. Were you impressed with that most recent start oh, against man. the Cubs? So, uh, yes and no. Okay. There were elements that were great and some that weren't. Like in the beginning, he was throwing all these four seamers like way out of the zone. And they didn't look good. No, they were really bad at first. I was even actually entering and be like, oh man, I just love his four seamer command. And then all of a sudden, what? Yeah. Just a bit outside. He actually had one of those in the second inning. Oh. It was like legitimately like, nope. That is out of your hand at 95 or something that just went soaring, you know, like it was uh, Randy Johnson to John Crook, right? And Reagan's though... I think, man, what he does is just so exceptional. Um, he has five pitches that I think in any situation he can throw. Uh, and there were moments in this one where there were two things. Either one, he, yeah, he didn't, he nibbled a little too much at mm-hmm. times. And two, I think he leads way too much on the changeup, especially against right handers. It's a really good cutter, like excellent cutter and mm-hmm. a true one where he can get that inside of right handers up and in. And then play the whole game of four-seamer inside versus cutters inside. It's what, like, made Irvin Santana a thing for a moment, right? Um, and then he has a slider. Oh, and oh, by the way, that sixth inning, he came out yeah. at, like, 92 pitches. Yeah. He came out for the sixth and just shoved, dominated. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think it's Chris Leary who follows me or something, the the, the journalist, right? I I don't know. He he had like two million followers or something. He mm. said like that was an amazing inning. I was like, See, even he gets it. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. there. All right, he's in it. And like that was an awesome moment. But like yeah, that was absurd. Yeah. Um, and it was three pitches of fastball, fastball, slider, done. You know, and the last two pitches Cole Reagan's threw, hundred and fifth pitch, hundred sixth pitch, ninety eight miles per hour. Actually, the yeah, last one was ninety eight point four. It was almost ninety nine to strike out Patrick Wisdom. And oh, then just the changeup is good, but he throws a little too much. It has like a 24% swing strike rate. Mm. Slider's filthy. The curveball, he got like nine cold strikes or something ridiculous, like a over 50% cold strike rate on it. I think it was six for 11, come to think of it. Like, that's insane. Yeah. He has it all. And uh, against uh, Oakland and Pittsburgh. Oh, right? yeah. Now his schedule is great now. Yeah. Yeah. I, nice. I mean, I'm happy that people, I think, understand that, yeah, he's not going to be, I don't have him at top 50. No. Right. I have him 53 now. But it doesn't mean that he's like locked in and like that's it. You have an ace for the rest of the year. That would be like Tarek Skubal. I have so much more faith in. Yeah. But man, if you're just not taking a chance on this, what are you doing? I know. I'm just. Af- I say it every week. I'm Royals. Just afraid. Yeah, of that Royals. is actually the biggest concern. I would say is I do think there are adjustments to be made with his approach, and they're not going to do it. Yeah. Now maybe he's. I'll a send him a DM. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like maybe he goes off in the offseason, he goes to tread, goes to drive line, and but I don't know. Does he need know. to? I mean, the guy went from ninety two to ninety six. I've also heard that too is that there's no track record and no one was like really in on Cole Reagan's before this. Mm. So should you know he just came out of nowhere? That's I'm going to be skeptical about it. Yeah, and I can understand that. It hasn't been a long track record of this. However, I remember in the beginning of the year he got like four innings of relief for the Rangers, for the Rangers and I was like, yeah. whoa, yeah, this is cool. And then he didn't do it. And then the trade happened with the Royals. I was like, well, maybe they'll do it. And then they didn't. And then they did. It is interesting, too, that like more team. I mean, he went relatively early. Chapman went a few weeks before the trade deadline. So I, I was just going to say it's kind of interesting that I wonder if other teams were kind of hoping to get Cole Reagans. Anyone else in this tier that you want to hit upon before we move on to the final tier? Uh, not really, honestly. I mean, Hunter Green is much better than that start was. Yeah. I mean, he actually located really well. And then his mistakes just got punished. And it's like, all right, 
whatever. And I'm I'm very excited for for Arizona. Would, no, Wu to come back. Oh yeah, I'm excited to see what he can. What Absolutely, he can I hope he's okay. It is kind of weird if that was a forearm thing and he's back in like two weeks. You'd have to think that they really would not want to rush him back. Yeah, because they have. I mean, unless they're well, Emerson Hancock, I guess, left with the shoulder injury, so maybe I don't know. They can throw anyone up there. Yeah, that's true. That's fine. And they're so good right now. All right. Yeah. Tier they miss eight. Chris Flexen. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> nah. Tier, you know, who else do they have there? Um, Marco Gonzalez was it. but No, then, there's another guy in the minors, that, that old standby who pitched one game. Tommy Malone. Tommy Malone. Oh, don't say old standby. That's your friend, Tommy Malone. No, I like Tommy Malone. He's a good man. <laughs> He's a very kind man. We love him. I do love him. Uh, all right. Tier 8, f- uh, 59 through 64. Brian Bayo at 59, followed by Kyle Hendricks up 9. Jose Urquidy up 4 really screwed up a lot of people this week when they just used him in relief for some reason followed by michael walk up 21 seth lugo uh and jp france up 21 at 64 what's it called and why is it called that portland again no portland maine, maine. very nice very nice why <laughs> because boston needs some challenging mm. okay we got it. We got. There's too many states that are just claiming Boston. Oh, the New England region yeah. needs to be broken up. Come on, no. But we need. We need some division. We need them to find another enemy. Okay. Than all of New York and everybody else. But why these pitchers for Portland, Maine? Because you know it's Maine. It's nice up there. Don't you want to live there? <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, let's talk real. Qu- I mean, uh, is there anyone you want to talk about? We talked about Michael Walker. We. Yeah, I imagine he rises 21 because the command looked good. It was great. I mean, that's always Baltimore. the biggest thing yeah. coming back is like when Walker being so command focused for him to actually do well is kind of surprising. JP France. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I knew, I knew it. I got you. Go ahead. JP France, uh, he's been doing great. And I didn't, it, it's kind of back and forth with France where like he's turned now into a kitchen sink guy. Mm. And when he has all four, you mean maybe five pitches working, like he pitches for the Astros, which is a great thing to do. I have Urquidy ahead of him because Urquidy, oh man, it was one of those starts where it was just like, oh, this is what you're supposed to be forever now. But then they didn't start him again. That's what's was so weird. Yeah, they, they were very, they're very like, careful i think with all these guys they're st- starting next week or starting this week boston yeah. yeah tomorrow i think and that's a good outing so uh, i like them both right now um and jp france i i think like orkidi i trust a little bit more to be consistent starts to start as opposed to orkidi who's still uh sorry as opposed to france who's a little uh younger and everything okay anyone else in this tier you want to hit nah tier nine <laughs> 65 through 72 brady singer hunter brown and jack flaherty all fall down uh mitch keller up six to 68 christopher sanchez logan allen up 17 to 70 reed detmers up seven and christian javier down 12 to 72 let's just take tampa and move him to charleston charleston south carolina yeah 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 that's a that's a fun one you know i mean again atlanta needs challenging atlanta's challenging and we don't need two in tampa no. in, in, in uh, two. florida two and two in tampa oh we my gosh do we want to bankrupt everybody <laughs> Uh, you know, there's no point in hitting on Jack Flaherty. That was a rough start, and we just don't know what we're going to get from him no. week over week. That was a really tough start I've to watch. That was that was listen, but it's 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 simple. With him. It's just like look at the velo. Let's talk about Logan Allen though, who's the largest riser inside of this tier um, as he shoots up pretty considerably. Um, up 17. Logan Allen is. I mean, it's up to 70. So don't, when it gets to this point in the list, it's like okay, do I trust you as like the lowest level tier, uh, Toby, or like a little bit better on it? And fine, maybe Logan Allen is better than I'd be giving him credit, but I don't really love his repertoire that much. Mm. I four seamers find there are moments of amazing command with it. Sometimes the slider is right there. PLV generally loves the slider, but there are games we don't see it really utilized enough. And the changeup, eh, most of the time it's not quite that elite pitch. And that's it. It's like ninety one on the fastball. It gets a lot of strikes, but it's it's very Toby esque. 
Anyone else in this tier that you want to hit upon? Christian Javier apparently isn't doing well because I see chat now. Can I drop Christian Javier now? So that's unfortunate. Yeah. I was really hoping it. he had the sliders for strikes for two straight starts. And the thing that's been there has been the four seamer. And that wasn't their last two starts. But what always happens fast when it comes to old skills versus new skills? They always end yeah. up on top. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, it was a double and a single and a three-run home run off Adam Duvall, uh, off Christian Javier, uh, the bat of Adam Duvall. Oh, that's it. Three-nothing in the first inning. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. Three-nothing in the first. I you, thought the game would be over or something like that. I mean, this I see this all the time. Uh, we react about the first inning and, and then, like, settle. you know, look at Zach Wheeler going 21 outs after. 100%. I'm more interested about, like, okay, how is this going through the entire start? Yeah. You know, sure, okay, not a bad inning, but, or, sorry, bad inning, but we'll see. All right, let's move to tier 10 here, 73 through 84. Dean Kramer at 73, followed by Aaron Savali. Hyunjin Ryu up four to 75. Clark Schmidt now at 76. Dane Dunning drops to 77. Alan Winnens at 78. That's a fake name. Michael Lorenzen down 23 to 79. Zach Little up 10 to 80, followed by Graham Ashcraft. Braxton Garrett and Dakota Hudson reappear on the list. And Chase Silseth rounds out the tier at 84. What's it called and why is it called that? You know, I think we need some excitement in our life, so I'm going to put this in rock. As well, New Mexico. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Can't get there. Beautiful. But the Roswell is, is it near the it. four points? Uh, the four corners. Yeah. I don't. I don't they think they have so, points no. too. <laughs> I don't think you can't have corners without points. That's <laughs> some of the wisest things you've one of the wisest things you've ever said. <laughs> Tell uh, me. So, Alan Winnings. I, I listen. I'm not going to lie. I do follow a lot of baseball. I don't know what an Alan Winnings is. What? Fill me in on Alan Winnings and why we should be excited about him. Well, apparently he's gone so far and hasn't been so great with two home runs. But uh, Alan Winnings, Winnings, um, went against the Mets. He was actually Rule Five drop by the Mets, and then he came out and dominated for seven innings. If you heard about that, like oh, a week ago, yes, I did hear. About um, that, yes. so that was pretty cool. And he's really a command guy with uh with changeup sinkers and sliders. Um, yeah, I just kind of dug how he approached it against the Mets. Nine strikeouts in seven innings. I was like, yeah, he's going to get two starts this week, including the Giants at the end of this. The Mets apparently got their revenge. I mean, you can probably tell me better because uh, I'm not I don't look at this stuff. Fast is always the one that references games as they're happening. Uh, but I'm going to do it too now because he's too slow on the gun. No, eight eight whiffs overall. He's given uh-huh. up three earned runs. Uh-huh. Uh, they're in the bottom of the fourth, so there is some potential for him to give up a, a bit more on uh, earned runs. <laughs> Five whiffs on the changeup overall with a 39% CSW. It's not bad. All right. All right. Not so, I mean, yeah, you got a two-step here with the Giants, and that's kind of why I was going after it. I don't know what the what Atlanta's going to do with him moving forward. I It's about time they got rid of Yanni Trinas. I mean, he got hurt, but this should have been Winans over the weekend yeah. or Soroka instead. Yeah. Uh, and you might see Soroka in this spot or not. So it's not completely a lock-in, but I felt like, all right, two-step week, if you're going to go with this guy, he should be here. Let's go to the final tier here. It's the oh, wait, I need to talk about one. Go. Dakota it. Hudson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Slider usage is up to 40%. It was a 13% swing strike rate last year. It's 23% now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Phillies are next, and then it's the Pirates. That rem- I'm kind of interested here. That reminds me to... Oh. Oh, I thought they said he was going this week. Yeah, Drew Rom. Oh, yeah, going but that's tonight. a spot start though. So I didn't put him on the list because oh, it's like it's just supposed to be one one night. And he got shellacked. And um, he got shellacked. Yeah. Well, at least I five knew that and, one. Five and runs against the Pirates. He's actually. I looked up Drew Rom. Very very weird. He would. Uh, he throws ninety one. He was a former Oriole. So he throws ninety one. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I I, I I know he's a weird man. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but he uh, he had ten strikeouts and eight strikeouts. Last two AAA starts. I love yep. this. We have all the savant data for all AAA games. So this is what I do. And everyone says, oh, this one prospect. Of course, Nick doesn't know. Let's talk about him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So look at him, him up and he threw, 
He threw 57 four-seamers for 15 whiffs at 91. Mm. And half of them were like right down the middle. And it was, yeah, right? Yeah, You're giving me the yeah, shifty that's, eyes. That's not happening. Right? But how do you do that? Even if it's the minors, you still, like, that's Joe Ryan-esque, you know, of like low velocity and something. So it was a little intriguing. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't going to jump in on that because that's all he had. So that's bizarre. Yeah, very bizarre. Look at you, Orioles. Final tier. Oh, take a deep breath fast. 85 through 100. Wade Miley down three. Brace Elder up nine to 86. Javier Assad up 13 to 87. Followed by Mike Clevenger. J.P. Sears down 16 to 89. Tywin Walker unranked now at 90. Jose Quintana down 39 to 91. Followed by Brendan Fott at 92. Brandon Williamson at 93. Cole Irvin, Zach Thompson, Jamison Tyone. Paul Blackburn appears. Kyle Gibson down 21 to 98. Andrew Heaney and Kyle Harrison rounding up the tier at 100. What's it called and why is it called that? Wherever fast lives. Oh, you should just have a traveling <laughs> team that is doesn't have a home stadium, but wherever fast is and wants a baseball game, hey. that's it. Because that's what a streamer is. Anytime you want it, you got it. The Jersey City Jerks. Uh, <laughs> real quick before you bring us out to number 100, why Jose Quintana down so Right, far? I know that's so surprising, right? Yeah. Because he has two terrible matchups now. And the thing about Jose Quintana, you're late in the season. I do like Quintana after it. But are you going to hold this for like essentially 30% of the rest of the season? You're not going to roster him. But three are runs, runs against the Orioles and and the Braves. I overall. understand. I'm not starting him against Atlanta next time. Okay. I'm not starting him. I believe it's the Dodgers, if not the Astros. It's one of those. Maybe it's the Texas Rangers. It's one of those four. Uh, it's two of them. One is Atlanta. I don't want to do that yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. And this is unfortunately the situation. I like Quintana generally for the whole season. But right now it's the end of August. And that means yep. that you, if you're holding on to Quintana, that means you're investing in him for those, and it's just not that big of a jump relative to everybody else. And there are other guys that you have listed earlier on who have higher upside and probably don't have as difficult of a schedule. Right, exactly. So just go after someone else in the short term. And look, Quintana's been under 20% rostered. He might yeah. still be there in September. Yeah. All right, so uh, bring us on home with number 100, Kyle Harrison. Oh, it's Harrison. Kyle Harrison. Uh, it's kind of funny. I was like, oh, I'm kind of intrigued in Kyle Harrison. And for Tree inside of our chat, he's our moderator mm-hmm. on, on playback. He's like, uh, don't be. He has only uh, <laughs> 4.1 innings. It was the max he's thrown in the minors. Yeah, that was his last start, but that's it, right? Huh. As, as in like one start. So I looked him up some more. And I remember Kyle Harrison from the beginning of the year being like, oh, man, I remember Southpaw. He would like touch 100. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, right. I have him in Tout Wars since the beginning of the year because it's a minor league spot right? unbelievable and i'm waiting for this moment because i thought they would like the giants had no option so they sure. would just bring him in but he's been bad and control's always been his issue he throws like all down the plate it's, it's like 94.6 it's not touching 100 mm, yeah so Ugh. no so it's at philly tomorrow so maybe that's good enough and then it looked like a roster resource it would be a four-man rotation I'm like no it's not the giants are weird they're not going to do that so they might do Cincinnati in Oracle Park next Monday. Uh, Maybe that works if he looks really good in that debut. Who was the giant that we loved who had the velo bump and then... Shamanaya. No, 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 no. The uh, the one that we uh, had Alex like a deep, 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 deep pick because we thought he was going to be great and then they ended up cutting him. Um, Tyler Beatty. Yeah, yes, Tyler Beatty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget about guys <laughs> Guys who showcase good velo uh, in the minors. Tyler Beatty, man. I don't man. Even know where he's at now. Well, I think he's in. Uh, he's playing in an Asian league. Is he really? Yeah, I think he's in Korea. Or, yeah. Um, all right, Nick, before we wrap up here, because um, it's not our last, it's our penultimate. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Yomiuri Giants oh and the NPB. Um, oh, NPB. Okay, which, which of the cities would you like to see a baseball team? What's your answer? Um, the real one's Brooklyn. Brooklyn? I mean, I'm selfish here. I yeah. think that would be the coolest thing. Yeah. I would say Brooklyn would be fantastic. And There's also, nowhere to put it. 
There's nowhere to put it, but Montreal would also be pretty fun. Just cause I like it. I like one that I mean, yeah, getting it Montreal, and I like embracing the cold. Like, make it do something fun. Make, obviously, it's gonna no, be a dome. I will never embrace the cold. No, but I mean, like, do something. <laughs> I do. You're gonna make it a dome, obviously. But like, yeah, I we know, can I use the same place it was before. Yeah, sure. Do that. Yeah, why not? I, I love fine. it, and it helps expand the game to French speakers. Oh, look, like, you can't have it. an expansion without the expo. Nailed it. What a beautiful way to wrap. All right, that's beautiful. That's a great way to do it. Thank you so much for joining us on the chat and doing it live. Uh, you know, I'll, like I said, the penultimate episode, we're going to be back for one more Nick in L.A. and me yes. in Maryland. But that is going to do it for episode number 407 of On the Corner, the official PitchList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock, and we'll talk to you guys next week.